welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast, where being negative can be a good thing and being positive can turn the world against you. Good evening. I am your host, Miss Jennifer Lee Vaughn, and this is episode 82. And this is a very unexpected podcast. I wasn't planning on doing this yesterday when I recorded. And um, but there have been, as I was just telling my YouTube audience, some unexpected developments that need to be discussed. <laughs> so just to keep everybody on track, this is literally part three of a series of a date with a fireman. <laughs> and I just want to get this totally completed today. We won't ever talk about him again. Um, and let's see, where do I even start? So yesterday I was recording part two, um, just to catch you up to date. If you didn't listen to part one and part two, this is all um, part of a date that I'd gone on with a fireman, uh, fireman, 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 firefighter. I never feel like I'm saying that right. Where all seemed good. Then he led me on a wild goose chase when I was going to go meet him. He ended up dropping the call. He ghosted me. I didn't hear from him for three weeks. He contacted me two mornings ago, three mornings ago, it was Sunday morning. Uh, no, Saturday morning. Today is Monday. And um, basically apologized for the ghosting. And we rekindled, I guess, or started down the path again to, you know, getting to know each other again. Well, yeah, that's where it left off on yesterday morning. While I was recording my podcast podcast yesterday morning, um, I had a message from him that was sent to me kind of right when I started recording, but I didn't know it until I got off because I'm recording on my phone, so I had no idea. So I get off. I've, I've printed everything out this time, so I'm not trying to remember and not saying like a million times. I listened to my podcast from yesterday morning. I'm really sorry that I say like so much. At one point, I could hardly listen to myself. And maybe it goes in one ear and out the other when you guys are listening. But when I'm like really paying attention and I hear that, it's so embarrassing. Oh my gosh. I really can't believe how many times I could repetitively say like while I'm trying to explain something. I, I hate that I do that. Um, but before I start, I want to say that um, if anyone wants to go onto my YouTube or DM me and just if nothing else, just say something rude about the fact that I share this stuff on the internet. I will just make it so that you can't make comments anymore. There's no reason for you to come on to my own YouTube channel and say, this woman, first of all, my name's Jennifer. I don't know how you didn't figure that out when I say it in the beginning of the podcast, but somebody went on there yesterday and said, this woman, something about like all the details that I give and she's got problems that she spends so much time talking about this stuff. Like she's way, like she's spending too much, not too much time, but just something about the details and that um, um, I've got issues because I talk about every little nitty gritty thing and she needs to get a life and stuff like that. I'm like, so then I brought that up actually during um, a, a TikTok live yesterday and everyone was like, um, we love the details. These are women typically who listen to this stuff. I think it was a male who had commented this is maybe not male content you know if you're a man and this isn't down your alley then just don't listen and there's no reason to leave a rude comment 
Um, I don't understand the point in doing that. I don't know. I would never do that. I don't understand why people do that. So um, again, if you want to leave a rude comment, I mean, go ahead and you can leave advice, you know, um, just be, just be nice. Um, I'm not going to delete that, but people who are just want to say something rude for, I don't know what, even what reason, like it's not going to change what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I will just make it so that you can't comment anymore. So just a heads up. Okay. So while I was recording yesterday, he had left me a message. And by the way, while I was recording, um, again, he knows that I have a YouTube channel, but I don't think that he knew about my podcast that I had done where I basically told the whole story about how he ghosted me. I mean, I was really obviously mad about that. So I told the whole story. And then of course, part two was me saying, oh my God, he came back and apologized. And oh my God, we're talking again. And everything that I was confused about, he cleared up and he's not this monster that I thought. And so, um, I started feeling really bad about the first podcast and thinking, gosh, should I go back and edit out the parts where I said he definitely wasn't my type when I, oh, my daughter's calling, where I said he definitely wasn't my type. Oh my gosh, stop. There we go. Oh, I'm going to kill her. Now I've got two parts of a video that I have to actually edit together now because I had a phone call. I know that sounds like nothing, but it takes so much longer to upload to YouTube when there's two parts, two parts instead of just one, because I have to run it through an editing system. But that's what I'm gonna have to do now because I just got a phone call and it stopped the recording. Anyways, um, so um, I was feeling guilty because I had said that he wasn't my type. When I walked up and saw him for the first time, I actually talked about him being like heavier than I had expected. And so of course, after there's this like apology, and I think we're on a good like track now. I'm like, Ooh, should I change the thumbnail? So it's not so obvious. Like it's got a bright orange background. Should I go through and edit? And like on YouTube, I can't really edit out the parts that I said, I can go into the podcast and do that. But YouTube, you'd have to like basically upload a brand new video. You can't like go in and edit out little parts. I'm pretty sure you can't. Although I was able to blur out Eric, the ex-husband in that one video and I didn't have to re-upload it. So I don't really know, but whatever. I just basically was feeling guilty, a little guilty about slamming him in that one, you know, podcast where he basically sort of like we were on good terms now. So this is the message I get from him. As soon as I'm done recording yesterday morning, it says, good morning. I understand. Good morning, period. Second message. I understand that you are probably on the fence about deciding if you ever want to communicate with me regularly again or not, dot, 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 dot. I figured what the heck I will try nonetheless. And if you ignore me, then I understand. I promise I won't pester you though. And then he puts, I'll show the people here on YouTube. He puts this little sad emoji. Um, don't forget that we had actually talked the night before about skateboarding. Remember I'd sent him that video and I thought we were on good terms. I mean, I don't know why he sent me that, but did it pull at my heartstrings? You betcha. So I had received that message. It was about 45 minutes before. So he, I'm thinking by the time I read it, it was 45 minutes later. And I felt so bad that he probably thought that I was ignoring him. Like I felt so bad. So I wrote right away, oh no, I want to talk to you. Sorry, I was on a call. <laughs> I lied a little bit, a little fib. I was on a podcast talking about him. I said, good morning to you. 
with a son. And what does he write back? Let me just show you guys here on YouTube. Yay! He writes, yay! Two exclamation points. Do I eat it up? <laughs> yay! Of course I do. And he, I say, you're really sweet. I said, I've missed that. And he says, and you're silly. I've missed that. <laughs> I'm getting all the good feels. I'm excited. I'm excited this is going somewhere, you know, like, I don't know. I, I will tell you that most of the guys that I date since I've broken up from the ex-husband, it's nothing more than any, you know, it's just physical stuff. There's not anybody trying to get to know me. But this guy is trying to get to know me. Like, he wants to talk to me. He's luring me back in, which is what he did before he ghosted me. Because I was trying to push him away, then he'd lure me back. No, I'll try better. There was a lot of that, which was very confusing to me. And my gut was saying, something's wrong. And then I got ghosted. So then it got very flirty. It got very flirty. And um, I just decided to send him... Um, sort of a back, like a, a holding, let's see, what was I doing? I don't know. I'm trying to show the YouTube people. I think I had my, oh yeah, I was taking the picture like this. I think I had my, no, I wasn't holding my, I don't know. Somehow this wasn't showing. I don't know. I was covering my, but I, know, I was just in a G string. So it was like a side angle. It was kind of like the back of my lower back, just the top of my butt. You could see my G string over me. It was a good picture for sure. My, my hair was sort of in it, not face or anything. And he said, oh my God, he goes, you're making my, like, I didn't expect that. The big eyes, of course, I got the reaction I wanted basically. And he said, oh, wow. I'd like, I don't know how I'm going to keep working out or something. Oh, and before that, I had told him that I loved his hands. By the way, did I tell you I love your hands? Well, I loved having my hands on your body. He tells me, I'm like, oh yeah, well, I thought that was, uh, yeah, very exciting or whatever. I don't know what I said. I don't have any of that because I've deleted all of his messages <laughs> since this all happened. But so he sends me a body picture back from the about here down. It's just a torso shot. He's, I don't know. He looks like he's in swim trunks that look a little too like, you know, board shorts. They look like they're a little just a, on the smidge too, too tight. And he, he's got abs, but he's definitely like got a little extra, you know, cushion there, but he's, you you can tell he's sucking it in a little bit, but I have to say like his arm, his bicep, his shoulder look nice. Um, obviously he's got that like cocoa color skin. So I thought, you know, he looks, he looks good. So it was like, mm, like that was nice. I had not seen him, um, with his shirt off. And what's interesting is he took the picture. He has one arm. That's a full sleeve, his left arm. I don't know if this was done on purpose or not. Um, but the picture that he took, he took it with his right arm out of the way. So you can't, the, all you see, I, or maybe it was this hand. I don't know, whatever it was, it did not show the tattooed arm. So the left arm was completely out of the picture. It was only the untattooed side, which I think was done on purpose because tattoos are obviously very identifying. So was it done on purpose? I don't know. Now I'm just, that just came to me that maybe he didn't show the tattoos because it, it's identifiable. His face wasn't in the picture. Okay. So he says, I need to finish this workout. Uh, can I, um, I'm, and then I'm going to, and then he says, I just need to finish these last few reps and then I'll get back to you. Like, he's like, you know, 
letting me know what's going on with this day. We're in a back and forth. I'm in his life again. I'm like, he's like wanting to like tell me what he's doing and he's going to get back to me. These are all things that make you feel as a woman that there is like, it's just you two. That's all. So, so anyways, he says, I'm going to take a shower now, just finish working out. I'm like, I would say in general, most guys, if they did this and were telling me step by step what they were doing with their day, um, it would be like too much for me. I'd probably feel overwhelmed and I wouldn't like it. But, you know, with him, um, I don't know. I just was, it's, it just felt different. Yes. I know I'm doing a podcast. Okay. Hey, I am back. What you guys don't know is that I've actually been gone for 24 hours. If you're watching YouTube, you can tell I have a different sweatshirt on. Um, I had a kind of a family thing that I had to deal with last night and it couldn't wait. So, um, I had to stop recording and, um, it's funny cause I was like, God, I hope I have the same like fire in me to keep this podcast going today. When I tell the story, I've been thinking about it all day, but I really, I had to go, um, you know, shit happens. I'm a mom. I've got three kids and they needed me. So I had to go take care of that. So everything's been handled and my kids are fine. Don't worry. Um, everything's okay. And, but, um, yeah, just some stuff I had to handle. So anyways, back to the story. So the fireman was in the shower. He was going to take a shower. And so I thought I would check in with him and see how the shower was, right? Don't we want to know how the shower was at the fire department? He says, this is his response. Meh, lonely. I mean, if that isn't trying to give me a hint, I don't know what is. Lonely, like, do you want me to come and wash your feet or your back? Is that what you're asking? I'm being really sarcastic right now because I'm seething with anger. And I'll get to that point. So he says, lonely. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I don't really knew, know that I knew how to respond to that correctly because you could take that so many ways and it's just cheesy. It's like you're just, you know, opening it up for me just to like say something cheesy back and I am kind of don't want to go there. So anyways, um, he says that he needs to get a few things done. Can he call me around his lunch? And I said, sure. Like, this is another phone call. This is also unusual. Most guys don't like to talk on the phone. So, you know, I had the phone call with him when I first explained to him about me having HIV. Then I have the phone call with him where he wants to apologize. I don't think we talked on the phone in between that. You know, there was the ghosting and then there was the apology. So now this is another just wanting to chat because he likes Jennifer Vaughn so much that he wants to talk to her on the phone because you know that's how it's going down between us right now we're like that we talk on the phone because we're like this you know so I say sure so I'm looking forward to this phone call because sometimes texting you know feels really exciting but you kind of want to hear the tone in their voice so I get all prepared for the phone call. It's a nice day out. I'm in my backyard. I've got the chair facing the sun. It's just a little chilly out, but it, the sun feels nice. And I'm excited about my phone call. I mean, I'm not crazy excited. You know, I'm not like, I'm not back to those original feelings of when I was very excited about them. It's not there. It's, I'm, I'm cautious, but I'm pleasantly excited. And wanting to see him again, like for sure. Um, oh, wait, he had said something 
about if I had it my way, because I said something to him about seeing him. I almost forgot this very important detail. I said something about seeing him. He goes, well, if I had it my way, I'd see you today, two exclamation points. This is before the shower. And I took that as a hint because I had been invited to his fire department before. So, and it was on a Sunday and this is a Sunday. Is he hinting that he wants me to drive over there? I mean, I'm home. I'm not strapped down at work from seven o'clock in the morning until 6.15 on that day. I actually have freedom. So is this a hint because he knows I'm free to come and see him to go, you know, find little spots around his other department to kiss? You know, is that, he, he's been dying to see me for three weeks. So maybe this is the invitation to come back and and rekindle everything. So uh, this is where my mind goes, right? And he writes, darling, period. And he says, um, he doesn't say it's complicated. He said, um, what was the word? Something to that extent. It was something that it would be difficult. I don't know. It had something to do with work, obviously. And I said, and then I felt stupid that my mind had gone there because that's what I, I thought he was insinuating that, you know? because of the other time I'd gone. So I just said, oh, of course, well, we'll just figure it out soon enough, you know, whatever. And he goes, we sure will. So, okay. So then the phone call comes. And like, with all of this, like him saying, like, if I had it my way, I'd see you today, two exclamation points. I feel like he is very excited about me. Very excited, which makes me very excited about him. But again, not in the place I was, just looking forward cautiously. So we get on the call and I don't know, there's just a, he's was reserved. It wasn't, he wasn't giddy. He was just, mm -hmm. and you know, to tell you the truth, I wasn't digging his voice for some reason. There was something about it that was bringing up the bad feelings from before hearing his voice. And I was trying to just ignore that and think that, no, you know, he apologized and but there were things in the back of my mind that were sort of still not clarified. And so that's why I'm just a little cautious. But anyways, we're chatting and I don't know, he asked me something about my backyard and it, and he didn't, I don't know, I, I started saying something about it and then he didn't give me an uh-huh or like respond. So then I kept talking like an idiot about my backyard that when Chris and I bought the house, we didn't know how wide it was going to go from the wall to the street because we have a corner lot. And I remember the day when they showed the fence line. So we knew how much backyard we'd have on the side of the house. And I just kind of went on about that. Like I have, and then I ended it with, yeah, we poured cement and like there's areas where you can plant stuff, but it, it's like a lot of weeds at the moment. And I just basically take a lot of time or not enough time weeding. And he goes, well, you could hire, he said something, he called him, he kept making some joke about Juan, about basically a gardener named Juan. It was something like that. And he was trying to make a joke out of it. And it just wasn't even funny. And I, and then he was insinuated in some way that he works for beer like, I don't, that's not funny either. I was just like, and he kept chuckling at himself. He thought it was so funny. And I was like, I, uh, I don't know. It's like very weak humor as far as I'm con concerned. It wasn't funny. So um, I'm like uh, laughing. Oh yeah, haha. just trying to kind of change the subject because his jokes weren't funny. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of got lost after that talking about the backyard because it I don't know. He wasn't asking me anything. It just kind of felt like an awkward feeling between me and him on the phone. I don't know. It didn't feel like he was like, 
you know, like eager to ask me questions or plan to see me or anything. Like I was kind of waiting for that. So what I remember him telling me prior to the ghosting is that his schedule mid-April was changing, that he would be working during the week and he would have weekends off, right? when I was talking to him at that moment, it was the opposite. He was, you know, literally working when I was off and I was working when he was off. But I knew that that was coming up, but he had yet to say anything to him, to me, anything to me about it, anything to me about it. Yeah. Um, via text, um, in the last 24 hours, like, Hey, by the way, my schedule's changing. We should get together soon. Like that never came up. So I decided to bring it up in the conversation and I say, isn't your schedule like changing soon? And he goes, hmm. I said, like, I thought it was like mid April or something like when you were going to be going like weekends off. And he goes, oh yeah, yeah. He goes, I told you that. That's what he says. I told you that. I'm like, well, you told me that like three weeks ago, but I don't, we haven't talked about it since I wasn't talking to you. And like, you haven't brought it up since we've been texting. He goes, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I've got, and he mentioned something about he's got Monday and Tuesday off and then his, his new shift starts Wednesday, Thursday, it's something about overtime and they got to like, blah, 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 whatever. And then he goes, yeah, I just I hate working on the weekends. I can't stand it. So it's not anything about like, let's plan on getting together. It's I hate working on weekends. And so, and just his, he sounded really annoyed about the fact that he'd been on that shift for this long. And then he has, it's like that for the next three months, I guess that it'll be on this schedule that's basically exactly like mine. Um, but he's not, you know, saying anything about doing anything. So all of a sudden he goes, yeah. Uh, and I'm talking, I'm talking and I hear him go, uh, I hear nothing in his background. He goes, yeah. Okay. So, um, he goes, you know what? He goes, yeah, I gotta go. He goes, they're, they're like, I'm at this other station. I don't know. There's I'm yeah. Like I said, I'm at another station today. So I, I guess my, I don't know if it's his partner or something. They partner you, partner you up with people or something. He goes, he said he has some kind of like training he has to do with him all of a sudden out of nowhere. Like he had set aside time to talk to me and never had mentioned that before that he was going to have to do some training all of a sudden. Um, but he had to go. And so I said, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, and I, I kind of didn't care because it felt like the conversation felt weird anyway. So I was like, all right, well, I'll talk to you later. He goes, yeah, all right, yeah, okay, talk to you later. I heard nobody in the background. There was nobody talking to him at all. It really sounded like he was just making it up so he can get off the phone. Truly believe that that's what it was. So I get off the phone um, and I decide to read my YouTube comments. And I will say, my mother was not happy at this point at all that I was even entertaining seeing him again because she was very upset about how he treated me and that he basically left me on the side of the road and of course I'm trying to re-justify it in my head going well it wasn't like he left me on the side of the road I was in a car you know I wasn't but he basically left me high and dry he did um but I wanted to protect him because I wanted to see what you know what was going to happen with me and him so Anyways, obviously she was frustrated um, because, I'm sorry, mom, I know, my mom was really up frustrated with me because I was entertaining this relationship again, and she felt that he was big trouble. He showed big, big red flags, but I didn't want to believe it because I thought it was so nice that he had apologized, right? So I get on YouTube, 
<laughs> and my podcast has been up for, I don't know, three hours. And there's maybe nine or 10 comments. Nine of the 10 were, this dude is super sus. He's a narc. Jennifer, you're crazy. I don't, and like Jennifer, I don't want to tell you what to do, but from what I'm hearing, and it's so crazy because I did that podcast thinking everybody would be on my side and think how great this is. <laughs> and that's not the reaction I got at all. So I'm going to read a couple of them that honestly, I didn't want to read. I wanted to delete them. I didn't want to even see what they said because I already saw like part of the message and I was like, I didn't want to read the rest of it because it was like, it made it, made me feel stupid. And I was like, God, uh, you know, I don't want to face that maybe I look stupid, right? So I like literally didn't even want to read the comments. Um, this one is from uh, Twyla. She says, Twyla, I swear, I read, like, I skimmed through your comment, and I was like, and I know you were being super nice, like, and I, but I was like, oh my god, I, like, they're not getting it, they don't get that he's a good guy, <laughs> and I'm, like, reading it going, I just, like, didn't even want to see it, so, as you know, I didn't like your comment right away, because I couldn't, because my heart was not feeling that, and it was hard to read what you wrote, but Twyla said, I enjoy your stories so much, I just have, in all caps and bold, to comment because my intuitive bells are going off with this one. This sounds like many a stories that my single friends and I have experienced. Anytime there is something unusual like this in the beginning, which is entirely unacceptable, he will guarantee do something avoidant, unmindful, unthoughtful, unrefined, and unacceptable again to this level. This level of behavior is not a one-off, nor exists in a vacuum. It is a pattern of ongoing behavior. Though, yes, I am so happy you got closure from him from that hang-up and ghosting vibe. However, I would just lovingly recommend this ain't a dude to get to know. Also, I don't necessarily believe in ENM, in the ENM, or in his ENM, that's the um, eth um, ethically non-monogamous misclick on Tinder. That, when she wrote that, that... Uh, really, it didn't bother me that you wrote that. It bothered me that I was believing him. Because I guess in the back of my head, I also was like, how do you n not know what that means? Or like, why would you click on that if you don't know what it means? Like, you, you know. So I had believed him when he said that he did that by accident and had taken it off. She says, but then again, he didn't know what the word stigmatize meant. <laughs> so she says, I think he is a bumbling fool whom you just don't need in your life. Enjoy the quote unquote summer of Jennifer with the situationship vibe, which sounds lovely, lovely, by the way. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I don't even hear from him right now. So I think that might be over. And anything else awesome. But I am talking to a very cute 28 year old in Walnut Creek. And he like, he's like, honestly coming on a little too strong, but six one gorgeous and definitely wants to see me for an overnight tryst. I don't know, we will see. Anyways, um, and anything else that unfolds for you. In other words, like a more emotionally evolved, mature, intelligent, 
knows words, well-rounded and stable. And then she has an arrow pointing to a fireman, sexy fireman. No, I'm no more fireman for me. Um, she said, or whomever, whoever keep rocking it in the free world. Jennifer love the pod. Keep on trucking. That's something like my brother would say your fellow tall blonde, 5'11 Chica Twyla. Oh, Twyla. Thank you so much. My mom is hugging and kissing you. I guarantee from if she's listening to this podcast, because this is what she was trying to tell me and I didn't want to hear it. This is from Ram, um, who says, and they were commenting on Twyla's comment. That would be fine if he were all 20 years old. We're over 40. This behavior is beyond unacceptable. He has severe arrested development and will only continue to create issues in his interpersonal connections due to underdeveloped emotional regulation. No man over 30 should punk out this hard, leaving a woman roadside ghosted because he was scurred. Top tosser next. <laughs> he was scared. You guys know that's from Oprah, right? Oprah. Um, anyways, that's like an Oprah reference. Um, I'm having red wine tonight mm. in celebration of the, this is literally the fourth installment of this whole story. But so anyways, uh, I say to him, I decide that I, I mean, I read these comments and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it's just sinking in, it's sinking in, it's sinking in, like I'm an idiot. And so my heart is racing because I know I need to text him. I need to confront him and tell him what's running through my, my head. And hopefully he can clarify um, all of these little things that I have questions about. And he's going to have the best answer or... I'm going to have to, um, eat, uh, what is that? Eat humble pie, um, eat crow because I told everybody that he was a nice guy. So I decided to write to him and this isn't even like, I don't even know, maybe an hour after we'd hung up and I said, Hey, sorry, I know you're busy, busy right now, but I'm second guessing myself. The E&M thing, keeping me from your place being really communicative while at work, but distant while off, ghosting me after that whole thing that night. I just don't want to be let on if you have someone else. And I actually said that to him during the phone call. I said that, you know, I'm just being careful because when I brought up the schedule thing and he seemed annoyed that I brought it up, he really had an, an annoyed tone to his voice when I, he said, well, I, yeah, I, I already told you that before. And I said, I know, I'm just confirming because I said, you know, I'm, you know, you ghosted me. Like, I'm just wanting to know that I'm, you know, not being let on, that you basically brought me back for a reason, just clarifying things. Like, I, looking back, like, I shouldn't have had to do any of that. So anyways, I said, my gut tells me something differently than my heart. And you know what he writes back? Pretty quickly. Don't be sorry. That's it. Don't be sorry. Oh, Okay. I have the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven lines of text. And he writes back, don't be sorry. Okay. Um, thanks. That that helped. I feel so much better now. Thank you for saying that. I uh, it's all clear now. <laughs> Thank you. So I say, because I waited. I was waiting for those dots. <laughs> they weren't there. 
it's the don't be sorry. And this is a guy that's been very, very attentive while, of course, he was on his shift. Because again, things changed three weeks ago when we were talking and he got off his shift. He was definitely not texting the same, which made me think maybe he did have somebody living at his place and he didn't want me to go there because yeah, he's got somebody living there. I really, he could. So, um, I say, so do you have someone else? <laughs> I mean, this is just such a freaking waste of my time. And he waits a little while to respond. And I'm just like, whoa, what is taking him so long to respond? What is the mystery here, sir? And, you know, I just know, like, I'm getting a, a fake story or it's going to be all cleared up. I don't I don't even know. My heart is racing because I know I'm like, this is it. Like, I'm confronting him. And I really felt like, okay, this is like the point where I find out now, have I been led on again? Or is he going to, like, smooth it all over? Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I've decided to basically throw it all out there because I'm not feeling 100% comfortable. And he says, well, I'm not stalling. I just needed a little time to research. By the way, he wanted to talk to me later that night. That was what he said when we got off the phone. He says, ENM versus, it's, he puts CNM, but it's actually CMN. So ENM is ethically non-monogamous. Like I said before, it just means dating lots of people. Um, you could be in a relationship while while you're doing that, or I guess you could be just dating lots of different people. I guess I'm not really sure. It's CNM, CMN. I you know I'm sorry I didn't look it up before I did this podcast. It's something about it's it's something similar basically. It's just dating a lot of people and not having a commitment to one person. And he said, so <clears throat> ENM versus CMN, and kind of formulate my thoughts on the topic. Like that wasn't even a clear sentence. And he says, tomorrow, concisely answer your question. He should have said tomorrow, tomorrow, I will concisely answer your question. Remember, we were going to talk that night. Now, all of a sudden, he needs all this time to concisely answer this question. That's kind of a big fucking deal. And he says, I many have expressed interest in me. He meant to say, I have, ma I have many who have expressed interest in me. Oh, now we know. Mr. Firefighter is very popular on Tinder. And he needs to have all of his women lined up. He's got to figure it all out. And he doesn't want any of them to know it. So he can get everybody where he needs them to be. Because he's got a God complex. So I'm like, oh my God. I'm an idiot. Like, why did he come back? Like, what was the point, you freaking idiot? So I say, if many are expressing interest in you, you shouldn't have contacted me again. Or, like, why? I say, go do your thing. You said you wanted to talk later, and now it's tomorrow? And you ju and just when I started asking you about my concerns, you conven conveniently had to go. Good luck to you, Tom. I hope you find what you're looking for. I mean, I totally took the high road. I wanted to say you're a fucking asshole, but I don't know. Like, that's just so below me, I guess. And it doesn't come across well. Like, I want to come across, like, above him. So I'm not going to throw out bad words. I'm, I'm just going to say I'm going to take the high road. Good luck to you. 
so not interested. And then I decided I just had to throw in one more thing. And my girlfriend said, please don't write anything else to him after that. You look desperate or you will look desperate. But I had to say one last thing. I just said, your lies will always catch up with you. Remember that moving forward. Your lies will always catch up with you. Remember that moving forward. He did not reply to any of that. Obviously, he's really good at not replying when he decides he doesn't want to reply. He's real, real good at that. So he got to do that then. But so, yes, it's clearly over, which was fine. I honestly was a bit relieved because I had a lot of people who weren't very happy about me talking to him again. Even my very good friend, Kira, who's like really pro most dudes. But yeah, she didn't like anything about him. So, um, yeah, so I it wasn't like I was sad it was more like I fucking fell for it again. Cannot believe I fell for his bullshit again. I literally did. But what came out of it that was good because there is definitely good in the fact that he came back. Um, I got an apology. Whether that apology was genuine or not, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't even matter. It feels good to know that I got a phone call. He wanted to apologize Maybe he was sorry a little bit, you know, whatever. I feel good about that. Um, I mean, he never even had sex with me. It's not like he like, you know, used me and abused me or anything like that. This was just basically a waste of my emotional time. But I got an apology. The other thing that I got from that apology was that his ghosting me had nothing to do with HIV, which was huge for me because I really felt that that's what it was. And it made me rethink all of the things we talked about and like, oh my God, like I thought so much of this stuff was lies and oh my God, like he, he probably like after he found out I had HIV that he probably went home and when he found out like, you know, wiped his mouth all over his sleeve and brushed his teeth a million times. You know, I had all these visuals in my head that he was just super grossed up and I'm like, but then why would he make out with me at the station? Like some things weren't making sex sense, sex, because I was thinking, yeah, if we did move forward, maybe that's why he avoided me that night because he was afraid I would want to have sex with him and he was afraid of me. And so I really thought that it was HIV And that bothered me a lot because I don't want people to be afraid of me because that's a terrible feeling as a human in general. You don't want people rejecting you because they think that you are this virus and that I'm going to hurt him. That's unless you're in the shoes of somebody with this virus and you've been treated this way. It's horrific. Horrific. It's horrific. It really is. It's the worst feeling ever. So because that happened and because of that date that night that I went out with a guy and then he like wanted to go out the next, you know, weekend and then we made plans and then he never said another word to me. And I know he has my phone number and he could have possibly looked me up. Um, yeah, I think that maybe he found out through my social media that I had HIV, but you know, I don't like, again, I, I don't know if I said this before, but I've had this phone number for 20 years. And when you look up my phone number, when you Google it, um, it just comes up with my old married last name, my kid's last name. So my Vaughn doesn't come up with my phone number. Ironically, it doesn't. But on like a app like Bin Verified, probably my social media and all that stuff would come up. So this guy, like I said, had, you know, gone on a date with a woman and he had looked up her profession. So I assumed he must have had her phone number and did that. I think this guy, that one night that I went out with that guy, whatever, I think that he, the one that goes to me, Mm. sip of wine. I think that he did 
find out my status because that was just bizarre. He just completely said nothing else, even though he was asking when he could see me again. So um, because of those two things, I have taken all of my social media stuff off that has anything to do like Jennifer Vaughn and HIV aren't related anymore on social media. Some are, some things are, I'm trying, I'm still working on, um, uh, and I talked about this in my last podcast. I'm still working on articles that are written about me, but I'm getting there. I really am. And it's going to be gone eventually. And that is the biggest relief. I had no idea how much that bothered me. Um, because I would go on dates and I would worry even the situationship, is he going to find out at some point, you know, just to know that, at some point coming up, there won't be any possible search anymore. And that information will only exist in my medicine cabinet. That is so important to me at this point in my journey. This diagnosis is um, only mine and I can share it and I don't have to share it. More than likely, I will not share it. And I have every right not to because I cannot give this to anybody. So, and I feel a hundred percent comfortable with that. I'm not worried about that at all. There's not any little part of me that um, that feels morally wrong for not sharing it. What I had felt before was concern that somebody would find it on the internet after the fact and freak out. But if I am untraceable, then I am not concerned about not sharing it with somebody that I'm intimate with at all. Like it doesn't bother me at all. So um, moving forward, I'm glad that those two things happened because it made me make that step and get my name scrubbed from the internet with HIV. Um, And the best part is, is that I got to call him a liar. (laughs) That was fun. And I got to end it on my terms. I basically told him, you know, carry on. Good luck. That was it. It was me saying that I'm done at this point. So I got to have my last say. And yeah, I kept it classy. I could have told him off and told him he was a piece of shit. Well, I already told him he was a piece of shit. I actually did call him that (laughs) when he ghosted me, but I could have called him a fucking asshole or whatever, but really, is that going to do any good? I mean, he probably expects that and it really doesn't do any good. It's just kind of like a tacky way of handling it. I think, um, I think it's not as effective as, you know, being, taking the higher road and just saying, good luck to you. I'm, I'm not interested anymore. You know, um, of course in my head, I'm like, what a fucking asshole. And of course on my (laughs) Instagram and stuff, I've mentioned that several times. So anyways, that's it. That's what happened. And, um, I put on my current Tinder profile that, sorry, if you're a fireman (laughs) swipe left. And I just put, um, a shake my head emoji. I put a firefighter and then I put a red flag. My girlfriend says I shouldn't have that on there, that it's too negative, but right now it just feels good. It's what I want on my profile on Tinder. And I don't know. I don't know if guys will be offended by that or not. Um, I also told guys in my profile that we don't need to know the size of your dick. So please stop telling us that no girl is interested in that. I know you all think that you've got a big dick, most dicks are, they're pretty much all similar. I mean, they all, they're kind of different, you know, but in general, nobody's micro mini. I mean, that's like very rare and no one wants an elephant, you know, trunk. Like, I don't know why some dude just told me that he's very large. I'm like, he, it was a black guy. And he said, you know, Jennifer, I am a black man. And although I can be very gentle in bed, I want you to know that I'm very big down there. I'm like, gross. 
So I I just unmatched him. I mean, and we'd been talking for over a day. I'm like, dude, you're 50. Did you really pull out the I've got a big dick card? Like, that's something you do in like your late teens, early 20s. Like, not when you're 50. No woman is impressed by that. That's just gross. It's like, ew, ugh, I don't know. Let there be some mystery, boys. We don't need to know what it looks like or how big it is. We really don't. What's sexy is you not saying a damn thing about it and letting us find out on our own. That is exciting. That's what we like. Don't brag about it. Okay, guys, I'm going to go and, um, I don't know, finish my wine here. So, and get this thing edited and on the air. So thank you all for listening. And I don't know, wish me luck for whatever comes up next. There will definitely be more dates to come. I don't know. I've got so many matches on Tinder at the moment. But, you know, guys are flaky. I'm flaky. Takes a lot to actually get to meet in person. But it might happen. You never know. All right, guys. Have a good rest of the week. See ya. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.